Podcast. Give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of haters, who's going to do it for you? I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host, state your name, bro. Steven Sid P. Watson. You notice how we did that clap really in sync like that? Yes. Like, you, there's no clutter on that one. Because you know why? Because together, that yeah, will make us the goddamn brothers. And right, all right. We're going to switch it up a little bit today because we're going to get into the man side of things. Ladies, if you're yeah. into it, we love it. But fellas, this is kind of for you. Man. Today, we're talking about the preview of the NBA because it's coming up. Yeah. How much we got? What, two, three, four, five days? Yes, it's coming. It's coming fast. This is what we get really. This is the time of the year where we avoid every possible distraction child women are trying to put on us. Yes, 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 yes. But before we do that, we got something we like to call Town Hall Business. City people, what you got for them? Shout out as always to our brothers of the Brothers Hub, our residential office, excuse me, our official DJ JMC. Earlier today, earlier this week, we had a little bit of him, a practice run going through. He's available for bookings. Please hit him up on his Facebook page, Jeremy Williams, DJ JMC Val, as always. Shout out to our brothers, Ryan Watkins, who are at my mama's table, his podcast dropping every week. Shout out to Reggie Price, who I could be wrong, but I doubt it. And as always, shout out to you, our viewers, who tune in every single week. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Especially our number one fan, Ms. Keisha Hudson, back on. What's going on, Keisha? Thank you for tuning in. We love you. Sir, yes, sir. <clears throat> I would like to give a special shout out to WIAN Radio in Memphis, Tennessee. I did say Memphis, Tennessee. Tennessee. Also, I would like to give a shout out to St. Chicago, where you can catch yours truly dealing some of the hottest articles known to man. I would like to give a shout out to UBN Radio. Also, shout out to I. Him, iTunes, iHearts, and everybody that make this possible. We are nothing but a Google away, people. I ain't gonna tell you again. That's my last warning. Yeah. Oh, easy. I'm telling you, man. City P, I'm done. How about you, sir? I am done. That's our town hall business. Well, let's go with what's really good out here. Tell the people, man. So, unfortunately, we have yet another incident that involves white supremacy oppressing black folks in their homes. Imagine that. Never changes, does it? Miss mm-hmm. Atatiana Jefferson, God rest her soul, to the spirits above, was murdered in her own home by Fort Worth police officer Aaron Dean. Apparently, he was caught entering a domestic distress call when he was in, at the premises. He noticed the door was open. Apparently, this is what they claim they said. He noticed the door was open and he went in. He subdued Miss Jefferson by firing one shot, failing killing her. He subdued her by firing her. Yeah, that's what I said. I said murder, but that's because he said this. <laughs> I said murder. I but they claimed her. it was he subdued her that way. I'm I like, I said, hell way subduing somebody by killing them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she was just simply at home playing video games with her nephew that she was watching at the time. Call the action. What are we going to do about that, man? It's the second death in the same place. This happened in Dallas, right? Yes. What are we going to do about this, man? You got Texas people. is apparently does not care for black people. Texas is wilding out, man. So it got to be some type of call to action. I see a lot of people now reacting to it. Okay, cool. Call the action. Do something, man. They're well, murdering. Let's, well, let's, let's go with it. I think that I, think I know might be a reason for that. What's that? I think because of the whole thing that happened in the prior case with Amber Geiger and Botham Jean, well, Botham Jean's murderer, Amber Geiger, because I refuse to call her by her name, because her name's been spread all over the media about this whole situation. Yes, it is. So we just called her, I like to refer to her as Botham Jean's murderer. Botham Jean's. I think because of the family that has done very little to nothing, it's more uh, to, against this young lady. Mm-hmm. 
but more so kind of embraced her and forgiven her. It's kind of hard for black folks to kind of, you know, have a call to action because the family ain't trying to do shit about it. Why the fuck should we? I give you, I give you that. So it's kind of black folks a little apprehensive now. Now, with Miss Jefferson's family, will they do the same? Will they follow suit? Mm-hmm. We'll know. We have to wait till the situation unfolds. Speaking of women, man, you got one more man that's been going on the news, man. What's that other one with that female? What female? Um, it's one girl. What girl? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess the no girl. No, I thought you were gonna talk about Santoya Brown because she's making her press release and her press debut everywhere. You can catch her on every single uh, outlet, every radio, every talk show host. I think I saw on the Maury Povich. I don't know how the daddy ain't the daddy. She just got out of jail, but you can catch her every single where you go. That's the lady that got locked up because she was actually sex trafficked and she killed the man that was trying to oh. do her. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear about I'm so sorry I forgot about that. And she has a new book out. I'm sure you're going to cop that. You know, it's probably... I went on cop that because I need to... We need to know exactly how... What's going on. The sex trafficking is still going on, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. It's a booming business. It is. It's been a booming business. It's been around for generations and generations. Centuries. Matter of fact, sex trafficking, it was one of the first, if not the first careers known to man. Yes, the sex game. That's what. And guess what? And ironically, guess where it all kind of started from a little unknown son of a bitch by the name of Christopher Columbus. I thought you was gonna say a pimp named Slipback. No, this nigga did not. Christopher Columbus did not start no pimping. Now, now no, he ain't start no pimping, but he definitely <laughs> started some sex trafficking. No, no, it was going on way before him. He won well, the first nigga. Well, as far as the Americas. No, not in the Americas, bro. <laughs> I, look, we're gonna go with yeah, that. He was part no, of it. We not, not. He was a part of the sex trafficking ring. Tell the historian going. about Christopher Columbus, nigga. I know Christopher Columbus. He was not what you thought he was. He probably didn't exist, to be quite honest. It was a fantasy. Christopher Columbus. Listen, Christopher Columbus. For what I researched, Christopher Columbus was a sex trafficking, and that's where I'm gonna leave it at. All right. Well, let's keep it going then. On a little bit of a lighter note, I think this is a lighter note. <laughs> Oh, there's been rounds going around social media. Um, um, you can't yeah. even talk about this shit. I don't know, Bob. Mr. Pastor Speaking Wilson. Speaking of the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> Pastor Wilson, apparently. There's a gentleman, Pastor Wilson, out there getting the cracking with his congregation. If you have not known going around today, Pastor Wilson is a pastor. I don't know where he came from. I probably from South because you know how he works. Apparently, there's a video that just was leaked out on social media about him doing a little cunnilingus action on the woman past. All right, keep moving. <laughs> Man, and you know what, we're ref- I don't even know if I can say regretfully so, because I saw it. Mm-hmm. Damn, Pastor Wilson. <laughs> That's all you got. That's all you say, Pat. Damn, said, Pastor Wilson. Damn, Pastor Wilson. You know what? This nigga done did the ABCs with his tongue. And that's Man, that girl, she was singing the same song all night. And that motherfucker, good God. This nigga can tie a cherry stand with his tongue, and that's all you got. Oh, that yo, that right. lady that lady went saw the Lord and went to church every Sunday after that. Shalama. Hallelujah. Shit about a Hyundai. Uh, hey. Just, hey. God damn it. He would just call it the wrong time. We apologize for that. Sorry about that. Things change. Yeah, you know. Things happen. Yeah. All right. So, anyway. Cunnilingus, ladies and gentlemen. 
No, no, don't start it like that. <laughs> anyway, cuddling. No. Cuddling. <laughs> look, look, all I know is we don't know how this lead video got out, what was the importance behind it. But it was out there. Mm-hmm. You're brave enough to watch it. <laughs> For the young brothers, you might learn something, I guess. <laughs> but hey, knock yourself out. All right, man. This is. I think he's the Scorpio, man. Come on, man. Don't give us a bad name. Don't give us a bad name like that. Can we clarify this is a bad name? This is a bad name. We all is it? internet licking and, 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 and licking and dipping, so that's a bad name. <laughs> all right, Jesus. man. I hope we're done with that. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a quick break. 30 seconds to refresh the palate. Uh, we're going to switch it up. I'm Skip Bayless. I'm, I'm Drip Bayless, and this is Shannon Sharp. And we're going to start talking about something in about 30 seconds. So y'all keep in. You tune in to the Brothers Podcast. What are you, tell me about your projects, man. What you got coming up real quick? Oh, so many projects, man. Um, first of all, man, I just had a, a, a real big interview mm-hmm. with Tyrese Gibson and Naomi Ooh. from the new movie Black and Blue. That's yeah. coming out soon. So you can check that out. Your boy's doing big things. Mm-hmm. Also, tomorrow, I have a... Uh, well, I can't tell you where it is. But it's a private viewing of a movie that was executive produced by Shaquille O'Neal. Oh. Somebody might be in the building. Oh. Somebody might be talking to him. So, you know, I got that popping off soon. So look out for the boy. The boy is coming up. And, you know, I'm trying to do the things, you know. But we always about progress. We ain't about too yeah. much talk. So I ain't going to say too much about that. Right. So has that been 30 seconds? That's yeah, been a little more than 30 on. seconds. Five. Okay. <laughs> Welcome right. to Sports with the Brothers. Ding, ding, ding. I'm your host, Drip Bayless, along with my brother, Buddy Tubbs. <laughs> Skip! <laughs> Alright, now, man, for real, though, man. It is a new season out here. Man. In the preseason, I'm telling you, it's been looking pretty good for a couple of teams. A couple of teams I didn't think that was going to be in it, they going to be in it, man. Like the LA Lakers, I didn't know if it was going to work. I'm telling you, I, I still know. don't think I don't know how it's gonna work exactly. I don't know what to expect out of that. Yeah, man. But before we get into the actual basketball, we gotta talk. We gotta hit a subject yeah. that was about one of the famous basketball players we know, LeBron James, because he did comment on something that the man Daryl Morrill said. Morrill, right? Yeah, Morrill. He commented. He got a little backlash. I, see, Let just, my brother he, talk he, about it. Daryl, okay, so if you don't know about the whole situation with Daryl Moy and the, what's going on with the Chinese government, he made a tweet that was basically trying to enable the public, uh, the public, so China's, Hong Kong China specifically, these rights to kind of freedom of speech. And apparently that rubbed the government the wrong way. For reasons you need to understand, the Chinese government puts a lot of money into a lot of things America does. Specifically, the NBA. Mm. But one of the major contributors they are the NBA. That's why you have the NBA cares going around China. That's why you have Chinese NBA games being played in China. Chinese tours all the time. You know, basketball and the NBA has a heavy influence in China. Yes, it is. So when you have an executive from America making a comment about the ongoing strife between the people and the government over there, and it's in favor of the people. But what what did LeBron say, man? Because I'm starting to see that. I was, yeah, I'll just give a little context on that one. So China is make China mad at LeBron now. The people of China are mad because 
Chi- LeBron's told in an interview, or it's kind of like a mini press conference, he said he didn't understand why Daryl Morey said what he said. He said it was misinformed and mis and misconstrued. It was all the misses. All There's a whole lot of misses in there. Basically, he said. Basically, he said that LeBron didn't know what the fuck he was talking. About. Yeah, he said Daryl Morey said he didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. He got it all wrong, mm-hmm. and he should have said nothing. But a lot of people are catching heat towards LeBron because they feel as if he's trying to protect his own work and investment. Basically, he's trying to protect his check. Well, LeBron got a lot of money to lose because, like I said, China got over $400 million of investments with the United States and yeah. with the NBA. A lot of digital tech firms, a lot of basketball camps, a lot of uh, almost second league basketball camps we have out there. LeBron James just trying to protect his investment. I wouldn't get mad at him about that, bro. And it's kind of like a catch-22 because at the same, at the end of the day, he's a businessman. You can expect them. Listen. Now, listen. I bag on the brother and his play on the floor all the time. As a hater, as a hater. I'm not a hater. I just I know I call it like I see it. Okay, no, that's not hating. But I do understand the business aspect. And LeBron is a businessman. And what you're gonna do is protect your investment and protect your neck or your investment at all costs. So if LeBron said what he said, whether you agree with it or not, whether he lose fans for it or not, especially in China. You have to understand, he has to look out for himself and his work first and foremost. LeBron is by far the most polarizing NBA player in the past 20 years. How long did uh, Jordan retire? Damn. 20 years. Let's give twice, it 20 years. Yeah, he's like twice. He's twice, so been like retired for about 18, 20. Okay. Yeah. For 20 years, All right. LeBron James has been the most polarizing figure. So, even, even though... Kevin, well, Kevin Durant kind of took that man a little bit. You, Kevin Durant is a very popular figure. I'm not going to ever not say that. Kevin Durant is not really? polarizing, though. What, Nobody, what he did? What, what, the whole OKC and Golden State thing? That's not as polarizing as LeBron James. I don't sure. know too many players that haven't shifted the narrative like LeBron James has. Well, I'm not saying as far as overall LeBron is the most polarizing, but like in the last couple of years, it's actually been KD. KD has been in the mouths of all the analysts, but KD does not have the power that LeBron James has. You're talking about a I man. I know that. I'm just saying that. You're talking about a man that's in the entertainment business. So he's not only doing it in the NBA, but he's making his mark in Hollywood. You're talking about a man that's about to be a serial entrepreneur like uh, Magic Johnson and Shaquille O'Neal. When I say polarizing, I'm not talking about somebody that just got their name in somebody's mouth. I'm talking about a man that you're going to love, you're going to hate, but one thing you're going to do is you're going to talk about. Well, it's always been right to talk about. We hey, talk about him all the time. But Kevin Durant ain't got that same flavor, boy. Yeah, LeBron. He's coming, well, he's coming up in the ladder. I don't know, man. LeBron James he, is still the face, man. Uh, he's he's going to be the Well, LeBron can't James. Even, I can't even say. He's always going to be the face until he retires. I'm sorry, Kevin Durant. Sorry, anybody else. Man, times is changing. You think so? Yeah. Because we're going to talk about those times changing right now. Okay. Because, you know, the Western Conference has gotten a hell of a lot more tighter than we ever thought it was going to get tighter. Yes. 
it's in lack of a better word. <laughs> because if you go down right now to the Western Conference, you can see there's at least, what, nine or ten teams right now that you think can make the playoffs. Remember, there's only eight spots on each side. A lot of people going to press this year. So I'm trying to see. Look what we got. So let's, let's take a rundown real quick. We got the Lakers right. with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. You got the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yes. Bum shoulders ass Paul George. Mm-hmm. You got the Golden State Warriors, who a lot of people are counting out won't make the playoffs this year. I've heard. Which I don't know how. They still got Steph Curry. They still got Draymond Green. They just picked up D'Angelo Russell. There's still a good chance Clay Thompson couldn't make it back before the end of the season. Chemistry, brother. Chemistry. And then you got the Portland Trailblazers, who just loaded back up. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. They loaded back up on their roster. They got some new additions. They look good. They got the Denver Nuggets, who a lot of surprised a lot of people last year mm-hmm. with Jamal Murray and Vujicic, whatever. Not Vujicic. Sorry, it's Jochic. That's what his name. Sorry. Mm-hmm. You also got uh, the Utah Jazz. I got a prediction. Just I got wrong. a prediction. I believe because, and I'm not gonna act like I was the only one that thought this, but I heard this and I said, you know what, you're right. Okay. I well. believe that the Utah Jazz is gonna be one of the best Western Conference teams. In the Western Conference. Okay, are you picking them as like a sleeper team? I'm picking them as my... I'm not even picking them as my sleeper team. My sleeper team will get in on five and six. They are going to get in on one or two. That's not a sleeper. Wait, 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 wait. You saying the saying you're picking now. the Jazz at one and two? I'm saying the Jazz is going to get in and have home court advantage. You're going to have to explain playoffs. that. Like, all right, so what do I do about the Jazz? The now, Jazz, because Mike, I'm not sold on the Mike Conley Jr. and Donovan Mitchell dynamic just yet. Are you serious? I don't. Not over. I'll tell you what my sleeper team later. But go ahead, explain yourself. The reason why I say this is because, first of all, Mike Conley has been one of the most slept-on point guards in the NBA for quite some time. Uh, that's fine. He's been no, it ain't fine mm-hmm. because what people don't understand is the reason that he couldn't make it happen because he didn't have that strong shooting guard. Now, you got a general that went to a team in Utah Jazz that got one of the best shooting guards in the league. He's about to come up. You heard of him. You know him as Donovan Mitchell. Also, you got a bad... I don't care what you're saying. You got the best defensive player in the NBA. (laughs) He has been defensive player of the year numerous times. So you got your uh, defensive front court and you got your back court set up with a general. You plug in, you add in, you add in a little shooting with the white boy, and you got yourself a mimosa of a championship. I'm telling you. A mimosa of a championship. A mimosa ah, of a championship. Then what you feel, bro? I'm going to be real with you. You know what my sleeper team is, honestly? And I think you can say that's my personal favorite. One of my personal favorites. I'm going with Denver. Denver Nuggets. I can't refute you. The Denver Nuggets. But before you do that, what's what's your definition of sleeper, though? A sleeper team is a team. Okay, you know what? I can't call them sleeper teams. I think everybody's aware about what Denver's going on with Denver now. The Denver Nuggets, a sleeper team would be a team that nobody sees coming that could be really sneaky good. And you can't do that with Denver. Denver, had- Denver kind of already exposed themselves to being an actual good team. So last you're gonna year. have to take five seconds to come up with your sleeper team. I I will say this though about Denver. I think Denver. I think any team with these big high profile teams like the Lakers and your Clippers and they and your even your your Warriors, if we want to put them on that. Mm-hmm. I think if they play Denver, they're going to end up in a seven-game series. And if they end up in a seven-game series, there's a good chance Denver might catch these teams now and knock them right out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They're that good. 
Jamal Murray on that team. You got Jochich on the team. They got a lot of good play, roster players on that squad, man. They got a no-name superstar team. That's what I call them. Basically, it's how it is. Mm. So if I want to say, okay, and that's kind of like my favorite right there. And then, what's his name? Michael Porter Jr. is supposed to be coming back. Listen. Michael Jordan. Like I don't listen. I argue about him all the time. I don't. I don't Michael Porter. Michael will never play again <laughs> in the NBA. Now, He's if anybody don't understand who Michael Porter Jr. is, okay. he was a dude that was supposed to come out of college oh. and damn near be the first pick in the NBA draft. He had the promise. Yeah. He had the athleticism. He had everything. But Until two unfortunate injuries in the lower body. He. Basically, has not even played a game, and now he's supposed to play. I put my money on it that this dude ain't gonna step on a goddamn court. He's gonna have some type of at least stop for Denver. I don't know, man. He might step on because the thing is, a back injury like that is real hard to come back with. That is your basic core of your whole body. If your back goes out, you can't play. First of all, if you injury prone, you injury prone, and that's it. And and Michael Porter is injury prone. Do not bet on him to do anything for the Denver Nuggets. You don't bet on it at all. Nothing whatsoever. Not if somebody say Michael Porter Jr. to me, I'm going to look at you like you're stupid. You know he ain't going to do nothing. He's yeah. not Blake Griffin. When Blake yeah. Griffin sat out that year, came <laughs> back and bombed. This dude this is dude. habitually injury prone. Right. If Like I said, that spine, that back is, once that goes, you're out of there. You're you going to have a really limited career. You your shelf life was gone. Now, now listen, hold on, man. We was on the West Coast. Okay. Let's take it all the way to the East, man. Oh, I got to go sleeper team. Your sleeper team was supposed to be Denver, but you messed that up. Okay, no, I actually do have a sleeper team. All right, let's get okay. Sleeper my what's it? My sleeper team, surprisingly enough, is the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks, I think, they got a team with Porzingis and what's that boy name? Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. That tag team. They might be a problem. That's a one-two combination that might be a problem in the Western Conference. They're going to be right there in that 7th to 8th seed ready to creep up on hey, man, somebody. Let me ask you a question. What's up? You, you think Mark Cuban wanted to get his white boy Tanda back? Of course he does. He, he missed This is the new Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. This is the Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki of the new generation. You say sleeper team. I say racist. <laughs> This and, is racist. And, and you know what? And one more thing. You know what? I don't think people should sleep on them. But you know what? I do think also that the Pelicans can make a shot. The Pelicans got a nice force, man. Yes. And, they and do. you know what's happening? I'm glad you stayed on the Western. This dude named, I don't know his name too much. He he I Zion Williams. Zion Williams. Yes. This dude right here is starting to do something that I didn't think. I knew that he was going to be talented. I just did not know that he was going to be the type that could average 20 points a game. Well, like I said, I would give him the benefit of the doubt that this is the preseason, but he seems like he's picking up the game quicker than I thought he was. What I heard was no rookie in 20 years has ever averaged 20 points in the preseason. So yeah. you gotta give him, you gotta give a little credit with credit. I give him credit with credit to do. I think Zion could be a force to be reckoned with. I think. He's going to be the reason why the Pelicans might actually get a shot to still make the playoffs this year. Are we looking at a Charles Barkley 2.0? Charles Barkley 2.0 didn't win no rings, though. So. Oh, shoot, man. Well, I don't know if you want to hope that on him. 
I don't know, but he's got a nice roster around. Lonzo Ballin came up. He finally ditched his daddy. Yeah. He looks better now. I got one complaint about the New Orleans roster. What's up? I don't think Brandon Ingram is a good fit. Well, he's going to be on the bench, so I would think. I hope he's He's going to be on the bench. because This is why I don't think he's a good fit. Why are you going to Brandon Ingram is an in-betweener, and not not in the sense of his position, uh-huh. but he's in between being a really good player uh-huh. and being a player that don't know his role. Like, he's the type that'll get you 19 points and want to be the superstar, uh-huh. but he needs to fit into a role-playing position where he'd be better. But, but see, he's always that. been that guy, and it's with the heart issues and everything. I just didn't, he doesn't seem like a volume scorer to me that's going to give you a lot of points to board. And before we jump, it's like, okay, so let's bring consensus here. If we were to pick an L.A. team, because we know it was all the focus is going to be on the L.A. teams, the Lakers and the Clippers. Definitely. Are you team, if you had to make a pick, would you be team L.A. or would you team Clippers or team Lakers? Well, because I'm not a hater like you are with LeBron oh, James. Oh, what the fuck, yeah. I'm going to pick the L.A. Lakers. But I do feel that the Clippers got a good roster because that defense is going to kill most players. Man. But I got to pick L.A., man. Let they, me, they got a veteran Let me explain around. something to the people out there first about this whole situation, okay? Go ahead and talk about I it, <laughs> have loved two teams in my life in the NBA. One of them was the Chicago Bulls. That's always going to be my first team because it's my hometown team. The second has actually been, and I'm not bullshitting you when I say this, the second team's always been the Los Angeles Lakers, and that's mostly because of Magic Johnson, and that's mostly because of Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. I was never a fan of LeBron James coming to the Los Angeles Lakers. I was never a fan of that. I just don't think he fit that system well. Now, he fits the limelight and the luxury and the spotlight. He's a big-name star, but he doesn't do anything to really contribute to the overall product of winning. He just doesn't fit that mold. And he's too old. You already see the injuries he's had last year. We're catching the limelight, the twilight of LeBron James right now. I honestly think we have probably seen the best of LeBron already. He doesn't contribute to winning except winning. He doesn't win. When's the last time he won? First of all, if LeBron James wouldn't have went down last year with the unfortunate growing incident, fucked you up for a long time. Lakers would have been in the playoffs. You would have Alonzo Ball? Even with Alonzo. Oh, no, because Alonzo Ball was sitting he, out. He was hurt. Yeah, he was hurt. But when they were out, when LeBron James was in, the Lakers were destined for the playoffs. They had, they were above 500. As soon as he went out for them 20-some-plus games, they dropped below. And when was, he came back, injuries. they were still vibing for the playoffs until late in the season. So don't ever, injuries. ever hate on LeBron James like that again. No, no, because of injuries. He don't do nothing but win. Injuries. Your name Skip Bayless for real. Because of injuries, where in actuality he was probably just waiting to see if they could get that Anthony Davis trade to pop off, which is the reason why he sat out those games. But anyway. Stephen Ace. But anyway, you're clearly picking Lakers. Picking Lakers. I don't even really care about the LA team, but if I got to pick one, I guess I'm going to have to pick the Clippers on this one just because I'm not going to bet against Kawhi Leonard. I'm just sorry. But Kawhi Leonard is... There's something very subliminally ruthless and cold-blooded about this man when he plays. They, he's just a he's a machine. Well, I man, can't. We I think he could be the. He's a he's a streak killer. He's a playoff buster. He's like a he's a cheat code to the NBA playoffs. What's that? Okay, he's hogging the Western Conference. It's time to go to the Eastern Conference? Yes, I know. All right. All right, go to the Eastern Conference. Let's go to the Eastern Conference now. 
<laughs> now, my first question to you. Okay. You asked me this, so I'm going to ask you back. Who's your sleeper? My sleeper team. This is going to be really hard to pick a sleeper team because this has kind of been... Let me provide some context real quick. If you want to be realistic about this Eastern Conference, there's only, in my opinion, about maybe two... If you think about it, if you look at the whole Eastern Conference, there's only two, maybe three teams that have a legit chance of making the finals this year. With the rep levels like eight, seven, or eight motherfuckers in the West Conference can do that. They only got two or three. Which is uh, Boston, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee. So I'm going to give you a sleeper team. And a lot of people might not be surprised by a sleeper team, but I think they're still considered a sleeper team. I'm going to go with Indiana. Indiana Pacers. I think the Pacers are really under the radar good. And they're just... When they get a bit Oladipo back, hopefully he can stay healthy. They got uh, Malcolm Brogdon now from Milwaukee. So that defensively, that one-two in that backcourt is going to be much better than they were last year. Okay. Um, they did lose Thaddeus Young. Excuse me, Thaddeus Young. Unfortunately, thanks to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they do have a nice core right there because they made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Without even when they lost Victor Oladipo, they still found a way to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they're gonna be a problem still. They could be what they could be a, a lower level Eastern Conference version of the Denver Nuggets. They could be that game buster as Steve team. Because they could go they could knock you out of the playoffs because you wouldn't even know it. First of all, I believe that might be the dumbest ass pick I've ever heard. How is that the dumbest pick ever? Because you are forgetting one thing that just happened. What? There's been a paradigm shift in the East. And it starts with a man named Kevin Durant and another little guy named Kyrie Irving. You almost forgot his name. No, I did. I was pausing for dramatic effect. You you realize Kevin Durant's not playing this season, right? As do you realize that he, Oladipo, is coming off of ACL surgery, so he really ain't going to be playing this year. Hey, so man, listen. Listen, listen man. Now, this, this is why I we're say We're not all conditioned like the Bulls. This is why I say this. We're going to get back to that. Okay. This is why I say this, man. You got a prime young team like the New York Nets that basically made it to the playoffs. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. I say New York. Whatever. <laughs> they basically made it to the playoffs. Man. Yeah, I know. Okay, of course, somebody went to Golden State and they're not with them no more. But you got a young, talented core. What's the dude? Afro man. That's who I call him, man. You got one of John the best. Jordan? No, no, no. We got another Afro man out here. You got one of the best defensive players, if not one to be arguably one of the defensive players of the year candidates in Afro man. I want you to go check him out. And also... Trust me, trust me. Go check out Afro. Put in Brooklyn Nets Afro Man. You're going to see. Oh, I think I know you talk. What's that name, kid name? I know you talk about that. Okay. All right. So that's what I call him, Afro Man. And now you're dealing with Kyrie Irving. Now you got a prolific score. Now, Kevin Durant is probably not going to come back this year. Exactly. So if you got a couple of bets on that, take your goddamn money out. You're going to lose it in Vegas. Okay. Yes, you will. But you still got that core that was there. And I feel that Kyrie Irving is one of the better substitutes for D'Angelo Russell. Just like how he was in Boston last year? But see, that was chemistry. That was chemistry. That was chemistry. Did you get that same chemistry this year? So why you don't think it's true then? I don't think it's Kyrie Irving. I never saw Kyrie Irving as a guy that led anybody to do anything on his own. He's always needed enough. He's always been the Robin to somebody's Batman. Mm -hmm. So right now, the Brooklyn Nets are walking into a season where they just got Robin, but they don't have their Batman yet because he's on the shelf. So 
Am I going to put a lot of stock in the Brooklyn Nets this year going far? No. I can say they'll get to the playoffs, but it ain't going to do much of that. That's about it. They probably will. If they get to a second round, I think that's where it ends for them. So I think I think the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie Irving running the show for now will be a good enough to get past where he was last year with Boston. Is there safe? Is it safe to assume that you feel the Milwaukee Bucks is going to be the head of the pack in the East? No. Wow. I feel like they've lost way too much in this offseason. Go on. They man. lost Brogdon. Yeah. They lost uh, Miritich. He went back overseas. That's all another 20-some points of three-point shooting off the bench. You just lost that. Did he got tired of getting his ass whooped? That too. Because you know, <laughs> we got his ass whooped to Chicago. Got his ass whooped to New Orleans. And probably getting his ass whooped to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know if Giannis out of the Kippos developed a jump shot yet. Because the major problem that he had last year, although he was a beast for most of the regular season, he was almost an unstoppable force getting to the hole in the postseason. Man couldn't shoot. And it took the Toronto Raptors not that much to, to figure that out. Mm-hmm. The man can't shoot. All you can do is cut to the hole. You can figure out to stop. If you force him to shoot, you can't shoot, can't win. Which so are- who do you think is coming out the East? Unfortunately, I'm going to honestly say it's the Philadelphia 76ers. I think this is uh, too loaded of a team right now. But they just lost a key component, man. Who they go? Oh, Jimmy Butler? Oh, wild man, man. Jimmy Butler. He's gone. Fuck Jimmy Butler. Well, then how are they coming out these? I think they are actually better defensively now than they. Now they got Josh Richardson. They do pick up Al Horford. Mm-hmm. I think there are much. I think the only issue I would have with the Philadelphia 76ers right now is their shooting. Because they don't have a consistent three-point shooter. They got the best shooter in the league, man. Who? What are you talking about who, bro? You don't talk. Don't start. Don't you? Not Ben Simmons. The God, that Ben nightmare. Simmons is the most prolific. Man. Look. <laughs> Look. Let me tell you something. It's not... Ben Simmons should not be a starting point ben guard. Ben Simmons period. couldn't shoot a shot in a club full of hoes. Ben Simmons should not <laughs> be a starting point guard at all for the Philadelphia 76ers. The man should have been a three. He got forced into a one because they tried to draft the one. And the one couldn't shoot either because he fucked up his shoulder in a motorcycle accident. Okay, listen. I said some bull. But speaking of bulls. Let's segue to something else, man. Let's talk about the hometown kids. And I do mean kids. Because I don't think none of these niggas was born before 2001. Let's talk about the Chicago Bulls. Do they... um, If... If if they... uh, what does that ask the question? That's the question. Do these niggas stand a chance of making it past 500? Okay, that's all you can ask. Okay, so let's go ahead and break it down. I'm going to break it down as thoroughly as possible. Because <laughs> we're doing this every year. A lot of the things that are going for, the, for this to happen, a lot. some things are going to have to happen first. One, this team needs to focus on Zach Levine. He is your best player. He is the player that has the most potential of, be, of taking his game to the next level. By all rights, a lot of people projecting that Zach Levine could make an all-star berth this year. 
Especially because the All-Star Game weekends in Chicago this mm-hmm. year. Hopefully we will be there. But Zach Levine has the most potential. He got the best scoring prowess. The only issue he has is on his defense, which he says he has worked on. We don't know yet. We'll have to wait till the regular season pulls off. But he's still averaging you about 25, 26 points a game. Even and not to mention the fact he's coming off an ACL tear, which technically they say it takes about two years to recover from. One year to mend to come back on the floor, and another year to kind of get your legs back underneath you. Now, as far as that Zach Levine thing, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to also disagree with you. Why? I agree with you with the fact that Zach Levine is probably going to make an all-star because he's going to probably average 25 points a game, and he's going to have about eight rebounds, five assists. Mm-hmm. 25, eight, and five is probably what he's going to average. That's about to get you in. He's going to get him in. But he is going to be a person that's going to stuff the stats because a lot of times he's going to get a lot of those points during garbage time because the Bulls damn near not going to be in any goddamn games. I don't think so. Zach Levine is going to be a stat stuffer. And he's but, probably going to get that knock. But, his, but really, is he going to be making an impact on the Chicago Bulls? I think he can make an impact on the Bulls depending on whether or not the surrounding staff around him does their fucking job. Which brings me to Larry Marketing Boy. I'll tell you something. His name is Boy now. Larry boy. Marketing Boy. Larry Boy. Boy, sit, boy. Boy. <laughs> you need, if you think you are anywhere near like a fucking Dirk Nowinski esque style player that a lot of people project to be, you better stop the fuck up. It's year three. Okay. It's year three. Fuck the whole bitch off. You say you've gotten stronger. You say you've gotten more. Athletic, let's fucking see it. Okay, man, that was three F bombs in, in, in less than I'm, I'm, tr- I'm serious okay, about this. Don't say another kid. one because you're I'm mad. I'm serious about this kid. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to tell you one. And another thing, can we please? I know we got Sadaransky, but can we please stop overhyping these draft picks? Because I don't understand how three years in a row we've gotten the number seventh overall pick. And we have gotten. Mari Marketing, Wendell Carter Jr., and now this year we got Kobe White. And we had issues at point guard. And we had issues. Remember when you was a big Chris Dunn guy? I was one you of was the a biggest huge Chris, Chris Dunn. Dunn guy. I thought Chris Dunn was about to come from Providence and shake the league up. And but it, it wasn't. I'm, okay. Okay. Chris we'll explain Dunn. that. Chris Dunn, listen. <laughs> you got your opportunity, okay? Mm-hmm. That guy that held you back ain't there no more. Fred Hoiberg is gone. All right. Now, I think it was the system. Don't prove me wrong with Jim Boylan, okay? So what you need to do, you need to go in the Jim Boylan's office and say, look here, man, I'm 6'4", I'm athletic as hell, I can jump through a goddamn building, give me the rock and let me make some plays. Stop only being a playmaker because you don't do that well. You're not Steve Nash S. You need to get the S out of here. So you need to do what you did at Providence. Attack that board get them rebounds, get them dunks, get them layups, and be that energy player because I'm sick and tired of defending you, man. You got one more year. I don't know. One more. You know, I don't know how it's going to work because Sadoransky already got the starting job. Sadoran. So I actually went? think he's a, I, I think he's actually a solid point guard. I've seen this ball in he's Washington. He got some athleticism. He's sneaky athletic. Yeah. He can ball a little bit. So I think I'm cool with this point guard selection. But if you if your boy Dunn wants to get a shot at being a point guard in the, on this team or in this league again, then he might have to go through Kobe White to get that spot. And if Kobe White progresses the way they think he is, 
Dunn might not be around too much longer. But at the same time, you know, when they got Kobe White, they kind of got a Chris Dunn. Because even though he's yeah. big, I mean, his hair, Kobe White, same type of uh, body. Chris Dunn is a little bit smaller. Uh, you know, uh, Kobe White got more of a bully mentality type of game when yeah. he was at North Carolina. But I really don't think Kobe is going to do anything this season. You know who I do think will do something this season that I'm now becoming a really big fan of? Who? Daniel Gafford. The backup. We picked him in the second round. The big man from the second round. Now I don't know too much about him. Daniel, if you haven't seen Daniel Gafford, I saw him in Summer League. This dude got game. He's supposed to be backing up Wendell Carter Jr. And I can say this for a fact. If Wendell Carter Jr. don't step this fucking game up this year... He might lose that starting spot. This First, he got to step away from them injuries. Man. Yeah, them injuries is killing him. That's what mm-hmm. he needs to get back in and be that defensive anchor that we think he's going to be. Because Daniel Gafford can come look like he come in and he's going to be a live wire off the bench and just drop at least 15 points on you coming off the bench. That's And he's going to be dunking on your ass. And I mean dunking. Mm-hmm. I like I like this kid. I like Daniel Gafford. I think you need to pull up some tape. We get some time. Pull up some tape on Daniel Gafford. You know what, man? Not even to say way off the boards, but we got to give a shout out to somebody in the East, man. What's up? Shout out to D Rose, Derrick Rose, man. man. Detroit Pistons, man. He, he still got a name for himself, man. You know man. what I feel? My predictor. I believe that before Derrick Rose retires, he's gonna make an All Star. He should. He's going to make one all-star before he leaves. Have you seen him? Even though he's not that high-flying Derrick Rose when he first got in the league with the Bulls. His game is fundamentally strong now, and he knows how to rely on more than his athleticism. And the thing, and the funny part about it, you know what's funny? They're going to be in the United Center. Yeah. Against the Bulls on our birthday. I'll be, oh. On our birthday. Oh, I won't be there. We can't, we can't even be there. That's a damn shame. I won't shame. be there. But you know what? For the hometown kid, it's a lot of love we have here with D Rose and this team. We know he's gone through a hell of a lot since he left the Bulls. I still believe to this day the Bulls organization has done him the greatest disservice. I think they took years away from his career and how they mismanaged him and how they did him bogusly out the door. I would have loved nothing more for him to come back home and finish his career, but I just don't think I just don't think this team deserves it. But I think for the morale, I would like them to come back when it's time to compete. But I don't think this team deserves that. You know what? I don't even want him to come back when it's time to compete. Just come back your last year, man. Throw, throw uh, a I, 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 would, I want him to be back when it's relevant. Come back but with one foot. You, you can't jump no more. Like, you're the hometown hero, what? bro. But I will still think the Bulls organization did him a tremendous disservice with how they managed him. And it's all on that organization. And oh, I'm I'm sorry about this. What? Speaking of people that can't jump no more, guess who got a contract with Chicago Bulls again? Oh, Lou Dang. You love him. Lou Dang. Lou Dang. But it's only for a one-day. One-day contract? Yeah, he's going to retire? He's retiring. Oh, thank God. He's just got a one-day contract. He's retired. So, I, he started his career with the Bulls. He wants to finish his career with the Bulls. No problem there. So, congratulations to Wall Dang. Thank you for those good years that you was an anchor in the front line. You was like one of the first all-stars of that new generation that we had. And you did your thing. With Joaquin Noah. With Luau Dang. The Taj Gibson. And then like 17 different point guards that was all under 6'1". But they was balling. But you know what was really balling? Who was that? 
His bank account. That nigga is. Because on 153 million over 15 years, he made good God Almighty. He was an all star with grabbing the bag. I tell you that. That man secured the bag was his nickname. He got all. <laughs> That's the a paper. whole lot of jalof rice, ding. Man. But real quick, before we go, like, I got to give an honest prediction about the Bulls. I'm going to give them between. 37 42 wins. 37 and 42 wins. 37 and 42 wins this season. That will be enough to put them right on the bubble of being maybe an eighth or a seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. I think they can sneak in. Do you think it's going to be that bad? The East, uh, from. Okay, look, let's, look, let's take a look at the top. You got Boston, which we haven't really talked that much about, which I actually think Boston can actually make the finals this year. Mm-hmm. That could make a chance. But I pick Philly, but I think Boston can make the finals too. They got the Philadelphia 76ers. They got the Milwaukee Bucks. Those are really your two or three contenders, even though Milwaukee's still kind of a weaker link now. Mm-hmm. Everybody else after that is pretty much a crapshoot. It's like a toss up of where it is. You got the Indiana, you got the Brooklyns, you got your, um, maybe you got Detroit. Because I think D Rose might give them enough points off the bench to get them in there. Yeah. You got. Do we see Orlando coming back in the fall? I think so. Do we think bum-ass Jimmy Butler's coming getting the Miami Heat over? They got Deion Waiters also. No, actually, when I think about that, no. Yeah, I I'm going to say thank you. What the hell did he go to Miami for? Nah, I don't know. Is it like that in Miami? You just going to throw your whole career Everybody want to be the man somewhere where it's warm, and that's where Jimmy Butler can be the man at. I don't think Atlanta's there yet. I think they need one more year. They're going to be a good team. I think yeah. they're going to be a real good. Trey Young's going to make that team really Might good. Might be looking at the next Steph Curry then. Might be. Mm-hmm. The, the Knicks. <laughs> so, let's <laughs> um, spray for the moment. The Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> Look, man, I, with teams like that around, I think the Bulls have a legit chance to make it at least... They gonna get four wins out of Cavaliers. They can get four all wins right, out of Cavaliers. All right, today. you gave them what, 37 42? 37 42. That's enough to probably get them on the bubble to maybe be in the AC in the Eastern Conference. You know what I'm gonna give them? The playoffs. I am gonna give the Bulls, I'm gonna say 30. Damn. And 30 and about 45. 30, 45, 30, 46. So you're giving them that range? Yeah, I'm giving them So you're giving them a wider range? I truly feel. That Kobe White is not going to make no difference. First of all, his game doesn't translate to the NBA. He's not fast enough. He's strong, but he ain't fast enough. Right. And you're going to have a conflict with Chris Dunn, Kobe White. They ain't going to figure that out to the middle of the season right. when they already about seven games under 500. Also, marketing, man, listen, your time to step up was last year. You showed me who you are. Right. I know who you are. Got all the potential and talent in the world. But you ain't got that killing instinct to get the Bulls over the hump. Carter, injury prone. Who else we got? Valentine, injury prone. <sighs> so what do we really have here? Otto Porter Jr.? I actually like Otto Porter Jr. I think Otto Porter Jr. Otto, if, if not Levine, I think OPJ might be the next guy. Don't line that be, be awesome. surprised if Otto Porter Jr. bullies his way out come trading deadline. 
I don't know. He's got one more. He's that player option might be on that. Listen, I don't know. Like here, he I'm, has a contract that he can be traded. I don't believe he can. But was. here's the thing, though. You also have to understand he's got that twenty five million dollar player option for next season. I don't know. He's gonna throw Does that away. Does he want to suffer in a team? First of all, the you know that's somebody that we are uh, losing out. Uh, the Washington Wizards. Because they may have John Wall come back this year. No, he's not. He's not coming back nope. this year? They're done. He's done already this year. The Achilles is not going to heal to the point where he can come back mid-season. Nope, they've already ruled him out for the year. They gave that man all that money, Bradley yep. Bill extension, and they couldn't. Uh, That's the only reason why they had to dump out of Porter Jr. Because they had to. It's not that they wanted to. They had to. You know what Bradley Bill's saying right now? I'm the captain now. Because that motherfucker Wall is gone. Well, you know what? Seasons, when you get two years and seventy-two million, and you got a chance to be two hundred sixty-six million in twenty twenty-one or twenty twenty-two, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. I'm getting paid. <laughs> so if I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna get paid, and that's what Bradley Beal is saying. All I'm saying is, boys, listen. It's rebuild time. Just tear everything apart. Trade Zach Levine. I don't like him that much. He oh, reminds me of Ron Mercer. If anybody whoa, remember whoa, whoa, Ron I, Mercer. Well, he's a he is way better 20 than and, Ron Mercer. Twenty and eight dude, but ain't gonna do a goddamn dent as far as winning. He All is right. way better than Ron. So Mercer. please trade him. He got a lot of fancy dunks. Get somebody. Let's start getting some core pieces that got zero ego, but a whole lot of games, so we can go rebuild. Where did Joe Kim Noah types at? We got core pieces up front office is shit. Exactly. When I say rebuild, I mean rebuild. I'm talking about tear down the United Center. Let's get uh, rid of. Let's get rid of everybody. Uh, John Pax gotta go. Gar Funk. Yeah. Gotta go. I'm all for that. Listen, I think this Bulls team is fine. We just need to solidify the what our direction is. What kind of identity? We need an identity. It's kind of like what the Bears are going through right now. We need an identity. Yes, yes, yes. So once we figure that out, I think we'll be better. Like I said, 38, 37 to 42 is my window of how many wins they can get this year. They'll be on the bubble. Because the truth is, 2021, they need to make a move because that's the biggest summer of free agency of all time. Because every big name in the free agency, in the in the league is gonna be available at that time almost. Well, they better develop their core right now. Exactly. So guess what? This core is gonna have a chance of landing one of those free agents and being a contender in the next two or three years. It has to start this year. My homie, we will see. Strap yourselves in, people. The NBA season is coming. Well, that will conclude the sports episode of the Brothers Podcast. Yes. Like we say, we'd like to give a shout-out for everybody that's tuning in. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you all. Shout-out to all the people that sponsor, helped us out in the past, present, and future. Yeah. Shout-out to all of you. Like I keep saying, we are nothing but a Google away. City P, you got some closing comments, man? Uh... Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. We got some things going on under the scenes. It's coming soon. You got your interviews. We got a series of roundtables coming your way. It's it's. We've got to hit y'all something hard. We got plans. We got things brewing in our heads right now. It's we, this is gonna get better. Y'all gonna see some real shit pop off in here real soon. We promise you that. All right. I am Dante Chase Bridges. I am Steven City P. Watson. And this is the end of the brothers. Peace. Yeah.